Welcome to Truth Unbound, where we strive to look into God's Word for answers to today's issues. I'm your host, Walter Swain, and I'm excited to share with you what we have in store for you today. In each episode, we'll delve into daily issues and explore God's truth about them. Whether you're a seasoned expert or just starting to learn about God in the Bible, I'm confident that you'll find value in our discussions. So sit back, relax, and get ready to jump into the answers God gives us. Let's get started. Now, stop. Stop right there. That introduction you just saw or heard from me wasn't really me. In fact, about 85% of that intro was written by this, an online chat program called ChatGPT. Yep, a robot. Artificial intelligence wrote most of that intro in response to my request, write an introduction to my podcast. Now think about that for a moment. That's kind of scary, isn't it? Well, here at Truth Unbound, yes, this is all me this time speaking. <laughs> we run into the doubts and questions with the truth of God in hand and heart. And in this episode, we'll discover a major leap in artificial intelligence, or AI as we'll call it, that just went public over a couple of months ago and has garnered millions of visitors and entries and criticisms. And why, from the perspective of a biblical viewpoint, this has some far-reaching implications for our daily lives and for the future of Christ's second coming. So, let's do this right now. Hey, just before we dive in, my friend, if this podcast continues to help inform you of what's going on around us and has grown your knowledge of God about life's issues and questions, and you want more to know, more people that is to know about it, then click on like, follow, subscribe, and share the link to this podcast and others of our channel with as many people as you can today. All right, so let's get back to this chat GPT and other chat bots, and let's look at them from a biblical perspective. Let's do that right now. Okay, so first, what is ChatGPT in the first place? And what does the word, especially the GPT, stand for anyway? Well, the word itself means chat generative pre-trained transformer. It's a chat bot, which is software that talks to you more conversationally like a human, but it's not a human. You know, like when you go online to get tech support or customer service on a certain product's website that you use, and the little guy pops up and asks if it can help, it's very basic and very limited and usually worthless. <laughs> so you just keep typing live agent, live agent, live agent until you finally get one that can really help you. But this little guy called ChatGPT is exponentially much more advanced and like scary advanced. ChatGPT is a large language bot that responds to your questions and requests on just about anything and everything, at least with knowledge up to 2021, with answers in a conversational or more natural way like a human being. And it is always learning nonstop every second of every day. Now, at the moment, ChatGPT is free as it is in its research and info gathering stage of development. It's created and trained by the company called OpenAI. AI is artificial intelligence. 
It derives its ability from incredibly massive amounts of data and figures out within its given parameters by human engineers how to respond in a human-like way. Now, already, Microsoft itself has announced a multi-year, multi-billion dollar investment in OpenAI with the possibility it will use it in Outlook, Word, and PowerPoint, among many other new future applications of the Super Chatbot technology. Now, at times, you'll notice, and I would say very few times, uh, but enough, that it presents conflicting or even wrong answers and has a way to go. But the possibilities are already endless. That's why Microsoft, for instance, is investing so much in it. And with that success, it also comes with some very dangerous capabilities that will only grow relative to its constant exploding computing growth. It is the reality of which many science fiction movies and TV shows have imagined. So what are some of the examples of how it works and of its dangers as well? Some of the dangers are being taken very seriously by some, even in the tech world, such as the possibility of making Google and other search programs obsolete. Now, why would that happen? Because instead of typing in your question or your query and doing a search and getting links for info that you got to put together and, and write whatever you're writing about from it, why do all that work when you can simply type in whatever you want and describe it in detail enough and how you want it into chat GPT and within literally seconds, the whole thing is done for you. With perfect spelling and drawing from many resources, sources I should say, and even formatted correctly. So as a result of that, Google has placed itself in red alert due to the danger of being rendered irrelevant. And in a few days, it ha Google has announced it will be releasing its own rival super powerful chatbot against ChatGPT. The race is on. Though it makes some errors and can at times sound a little off in its grammar, just kind of sounds a little weird, it's constantly learning and correcting and improving itself countless times over every second of every day and night. So it will soon reach a level where it is almost unnoticeable from human speech and writing. In fact, it is and will be better. Now, this advanced chatbot cannot only potentially radically reduce the prominence and use of search engines, but also render many tech jobs related to these types of endeavors obsolete or less useful, jobs that people need income from, who have trained for for years. From customer service reps to coders to software engineers, media jobs such as content creators or some types of journalism even and copy editors, even jobs such as paralegals and other related types of work will be affected, not to mention teachers and finance jobs like accountants, uh, other jobs like graphic artists and, and, and numerous others. And why is that? Because often in one single sentence, asking or requesting any of these services, ChatGPT can make almost flawless products and services within seconds with no salary to have to pay to do uh, for it to do that, no drama between coworkers to manage or benefits to provide or being out for several days due to sickness. But what really matters and concerns us and many others even more is the moral, ethical, and to us, spiritual problems it presents now and in the future. This can and likely will create these problems 
in the very soon future, in fact. Let me give you one example. For instance, just this past week, in the real world, a judge in Colombia actually used ChatGPT in a medical case over a child's right to free medical treatment. He asked the superpowered chatbot a question, made a ruling based on its answers, and even included the answers in official court documents. And his reason for doing so? To speed things up. Wow. Colleges and schools are banning its use as well. Why? Because a student can cheat <laughs> by asking the questions and setting the parameters and asking the chatbot to write the paper or essay for them and never having to learn to think critically or learn to process that info for themselves. It's kind of a super tutor butler all in one. And for now, it's totally free of charge to anyone. Imagine as well, you spend an hour in a conversation online and you only you find out to that you're you're actually talking to someone's avatar during that entire period of time and you never had a clue you you saw maybe even saw their face heard their voice and saw their answers and yeah you were delegated off to a robot to answer your questions and have that conversation and to get that information from isn't that incredible but it's possible now and even more so in the future. Now let's bring this little more closer to home to us in ministry and in churches. In our world of church theology and ministry, what could a Bible college student or seminarian working long hours and studying for their ministry degree at the same time gets caught in a pinch for a deadline on an essay, thesis, or even dissertation? They get caught in an anxious moment fall to temptation, and ask the bot to produce a paper for them as well? Or what about an exhausted and emotionally drained pastor, and he loses his ethical compass for, for the moment, and so decides to ask ChatGPT to create a sermon outline or even an entire sermon manuscript for him, and then preaches it on Sunday, and no one knows the difference? So the, for the purposes of this podcast, to explain this I, and see it for myself, I gave it a shot just to see what would happen. And I asked it to make a simple sermon outline, and this is what I got. Look here in the picture. Now, it doesn't have any Bible verses at this point, but technically, it is well done. Hermeneutically, it's done very well. Then I took a breath, and I asked the chat GPT for a sermon on any passage in Genesis that it wanted to. Now, it came out, as you can see here, again, pretty accurately, chose a tremendous passage and did it well in a matter of seconds. With this, it came to my mind that we can see a future where more complex sermons and teaching is, will be asked for and designed by false teachers through ChatGPT, many of which who with false or empty degrees themselves in theology. And so they use a smarter GPT, chat <laughs> GPT to do the job for them. And it creates incredible works and documents from which they can teach from and preach from and uh, to propagate their false teaching. But stepping out of the religious or ministry realm, um, coming back to the secular world, what if this happens and is done in other areas and offices of authority, like the judge we read about before, that make crucial decisions 
that impact our lives one way or another. Now, some have accused this AI of being biased uh, towards race, gender, ethnicity, or even sexual identity because the engineers who build and train the AI are themselves system systemically biased and skewed and naturally create a biased computer brain. Now, this is usually just the work of social justice warriors trying to infuse CRT and intersectionality and gender confusion into artificial intelligence, which, by the way, adds another layer of danger to the machines that could and likely will control our futures, skewing it and making a bias in this AI to the other side of the table. Now, in addition to these superpowered chatbots, there is also another type of artificial intelligence or AI that will and can already, after hearing only three seconds of one's true voice, be able to mimic that voice. Now, let me, it's, it's for real. So listen to this. Now, it's called Val-E, Valley, and it's developed by Microsoft, okay? So watch this. Listen to this. Her face was against his breast. We have to reduce the number of plastic bags. Do you know that you are shaking my confidence in you? We have to reduce the number of plastic bags. Matt, she said, we have to reduce the number of plastic bags. Wow. Mimicking another person's face or voice like this is what's called a deep fake. The laws prohibiting fake use of people's voices, faces, and bodies have not quite caught up to the technology yet, and that's alarming in and of itself. In fact, even some celebrities recently, several social uh, media celebrities' bodies and voices were deep faked uh, without their knowledge or consent and used on porn sites. In another instance, some celebrities' voices were deepfaked by AI to make racist statements online as well. So the overall danger we see here is um, if you infuse chat GPT with mimicking another person's words or even their, their, their with their voice integrated with open AI, um, and that's not outside the realm of possibility, especially when you have mega corporations like Microsoft investing in this kind of work. That should terrify you or me if it falls in the wrong hands, and likely it will one day, not too far into the future. Now, here's one more scary scenario for you, and the one which we are most concerned with. Now, as we saw earlier, some have complained that there is racial or gender bias in much of the artificial intelligence uh, that is out there today, including ChatGPT. But what about the table being swung around to the other side? In other words, what's to stop a chat GPT engineer in the future from designing the machine to be biased also against Christians and to write opinions against believers as a statement of fact and evidence, which in actuality it is not. It would be much like the TV show that ran for several successful seasons called Person of Interest, I recommend it, where this big brother machine like ChatGPT takes control of other computer systems and then becomes the sole source of credible knowledge and authority that governments and people worldwide are accessing. And then it ag aggressively calls others to pursue those who don't agree with it, picturing, pa painting the picture of them being enemies of the state, a scenario where 
A governing authority worldwide could control people who don't conform to their demands and laws, doing damage to such people through manipulation or outright direct attacks and threats to their life through such artificial intelligence, such as chat GPT and Valley, even shutting off those people's access to food and water and money and jobs and homes. All that sounds very familiar if you're a reader of your Bible. So I asked ChatGPT this question, how could chatbots take control over humans? Now, after a couple of paragraphs of the obligatory ethical disclaimers it's programmed to give now, uh, it responded, though, in between that with this, and I quote from ChatGPT, However, chatbots can be programmed to carry out actions that can impact human lives, such as spreading false information, perpetrating scams, or influencing public opinion. Okay. Now, it knows how it can be used if given the initial orders to do so, and the bot is correct. It would need humans to start the ball rolling. This is true because computers like this do not inherit a sin nature nor have the soul or spirit as a human being does, affected by the curse of sin. As it says in Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? So when this AI is infused with the evil of the human heart, it would be exponentially more powerful, unstoppable than the human that created that monstrosity or any more powerful than any human being to stop and pull the plug on it. To instill this evil in something invented by human beings is what Romans 1.30 calls inventors of evil things. I can think of one specific human being who could make this happen, who the book of Revelation calls the Antichrist, along with his companion, the false prophet, who will be very involved in it. You see, the system that the Antichrist, and likely this mega-powerful AI in one way or another, will control everyone's ability ability to live and function through the false prophet, based on one's allegiance to the Antichrist or not. For instance, it says this in Revelation chapter 13, verses 11 through 17. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon, and he exercises all authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. He performs great signs, so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now, one possibility we see in this passage, notice in Revelation 13, 15, that the false prophet orders people to make an image of the Antichrist and worship it. 
and the false prophet will give the appearance of life, not true human life, only God can give, so that image can speak. Sound familiar? This describes what will happen halfway through the tribulation period of seven years, in the, and it'll all happen in the future, where the world will erupt in chaos and be under the control of a one-world government and economy. And this image of the beast will be animated and have control and authority to order the deaths of countless people who choose to follow Jesus and not the beast in the tribulation period that won't worship the beast or take his mark on their bodies. Now, will this giving of life to an image be the future super-enhanced and advanced chat GPT and Valley put into one? Well, we don't know, but we are now seeing these possibilities happen before us, and it makes us wonder. Something even five to ten years ago was totally unimaginable, and the subject of apocalyptic storytelling in movies and TV shows, and now we're seeing it become a fast reality. So what do we as believers do in response? Well, the same thing, and that is to preach the gospel, make disciples, and live holier lives. Look what it says here in Titus chapter 2, verses 12 through 13. Instructing us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires and to live sensibly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Christ Jesus. The future and even present artificial intelligence has no authority over our minds, souls, and who we will worship. We have the hope of Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Lord, whom we alone serve and obey and love no matter what the cost. Well, hey, I, I really hope that this has helped to give you some clarity about what's going on in our society and world with this technology and how to be prepared for it and what to do as a follower of Jesus. And hey, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe this podcast and share it with everyone you can. And remember to follow Jesus because when you do, you'll always follow the truth. We'll see you soon.